This Formula One 2024 Championship Head-to-Head Odds Edition of the F1 Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off of your first month and start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by Cut. Cut is a peer-to-peer social betting platform that is U.S.-based and available in 40 states. Head to cut.com. That's K-U-T and use promo code SGPN for a 10% deposit bonus. And we're also brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. 15% off of everything when you use promo code PLAYOFFS. Get ready for speed. You just wait, sunshine. You just wait. Get ready for the passion. To whom it may concern you. Get ready for the raw emotion. Si, ragazzi! Grazie, grazie, grazie! Dai, forza Ferrari! Get ready for the F1 Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Z. Hey, everybody. It is a very special edition of the F1 Gambling Podcast because, Cody, for the first time, I, I want to say this is the first time that we have been live with this show. How incredible is that? Yeah, first time going live on, on the YouTube for the F1 Gambling Podcast. Um, so if you're a podcast listener, make sure you check out the NASCAR gambling podcast, YouTube channel. That's where we're at. You can sign up over there. See Rod's beautiful face. Look at me as I talk as well. And, uh, and yeah, we might, uh, start doing some more F1 live too. Why not? We always have a good time talking NASCAR live. Um, and you know, to be honest, it makes it easier for you on the back end if we just recorded live. So why not? <laughs> I mean, it's a little bit, it's negligible, but I, I'm telling you right now, I'm enjoying this. Uh, and we buried the lead. It is, of course, the F1 Gambling Podcast. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez, And uh, yes, we are live. So episode 50, no less. You pointed that out to me. I realized that that's a very significant number. And uh, yeah. we're celebrating it live, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. It's a good, good time to have our first live episode. Episode 50. Man, I, you know, for coming from a couple of guys that didn't really know much about f1 a couple of years ago now we're 50 episodes into talking about it love it amen we already have our first chat member that is uh j mark from the old-fashioned football show justin welcome in what's up gentlemen and then he says alfa romeo is now a1 steak sauce sweet i don't think that's quite right no it's not but we did have some fantastic alfa romeo uh steak whiskey on the uh, crossover episode, if you haven't listened to that yet, that was a fantastic NASCAR gambling, old-fashioned podcast crossover in the NASCAR gambling feed. Loved that episode. That was fun. Yeah, that was that was a ton of fun. Go back and check it out. It's kind of one of those evergreen episodes. It doesn't really expire. You can go listen to it and enjoy it anytime. Had a lot of fun with J-Mark and Miranda. It was a great time. It was a great time. So, uh, yeah, okay, this is the F1 Gambling Podcast. We are going to be talking about championship head-to-head odds and uh, really kind of going over what the books have given us. And and we really noticed a theme, obviously, because they're 
They're not hi. They're not hiding what they're giving us right now. They're literally loading up on teammates. It's it's definitely teammates, and it's teammate against teammate. And so we're gonna have to go through each one of those teammates and and give you their odds and what we think. Preston in the chat. Hey, Preston. He says no longer yes. Alpha Romeo. That's right. Sadly, new name won't be allowed in some countries. Really, stake won't be allowed in some countries. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know anything about the not being allowed. Ex expand on that more if you know the details yeah, of that. It, I don't I don't know what it won't be allowed in some countries. I don't know. A country that about. doesn't like steak, maybe? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and then Greg Miller says, F1, nice, go Shaw and Lando. I think we should be really doing a second-place finish total, I'm telling you. Max minus That's, 20 wins. We talked about that in the, in the wins episode. Yeah, I mean, yeah, why they don't have – they offer it – in the races in the season you know like best finishing driver max not included basically uh so they should offer that for the championship odds as well but we did talk about we've done a couple of episodes in the off season here championship odds we did some win totals talked about max you know where he's going to get to for his wins so make sure you go back and, and check those out as well um and preston says no gambling in the middle east countries True. yeah i guess that would be and, and i saw um, I don't think it's confirmed, but uh, Red Bull via the AlphaTauri team, they're doing some deal where they're going to be cash app bull. Some I don't, I didn't read into it too much. I just saw the story earlier today, but they're kind of embracing it too. So I guess uh, here we go. Well, I mean, listen, it's every to each a country their own. Obviously, we have our own things here that uh, we prohibit or won't allow so i guess i understand but yeah I'll, although i will say and and uh preston yeah, kind of preston, elaborating yeah. more same yeah, problem same with, with mclaren and views yeah, yeah. no yeah, no smoking the, no smoking vaping yeah it's it is so different i uh <laughs> going around the world in the military rod oh yes uh, i don't know if you remember like the smoking cartons where they have like cartons of cigarette and it's just like a big picture of like a heart with can that's full of cancer or like lungs that are like completely black and it says this will give you cancer and then they like sell you the whole box and you're like here you go it's like oh okay whatever but they they <laughs> won't rules everywhere so it's a fine line when you're going to be a worldwide sport like that yeah korea's not shy about taking your money when it comes to that kind of stuff so it's uh <laughs> they just want to show you what you're up against but they're, they'll certainly take your money for it that's fine yeah exactly it's fine um, you, you can have it we're just going to tell you that's going to kill you but here you go so here's the thing. Get in the Discord channel if you're not there already. There was a sexy, sexy picture of a McLaren that was posted earlier. I was is that yeah, that's what it's gonna look first, like, right? Yeah, they're kind of the first ones to like unveil their uh their livery for for this year. And it's man, their cars always just look so beautiful. I, I love them. They're they're beautiful looking cars and uh who knows, maybe they'll be able to keep up with Max a little better this year. I don't know, man. They they would have to shed like a uh, hundred thousand pounds and get a lot. They get some rockets. Strikes that them. one little, that one little tweak they find, Rod. It's right true. It's true. Uh, I definitely. I'm gonna be so excited to see those things take the track. It's gonna be. Yeah, I I can't get here fast enough. That is for sure. So, uh, really, there's no more other news. Like we said, they're all sort of well, hibernating. Those are one big news. news, right? Oh yeah, uh, that's right. Gunter Steiner, yeah, he's out. Insane. Uh, sadly, he will not be the mostly sadly for uh, for the Netflix series Tried because <laughs> he was always a character and uh, you know one of the favorites on the show for sure. But uh, I'm gonna completely destroy his name. I think it's Ao Kamatsu is the new uh, team principal over there for Haas. 
Uh, and his quote today was, he's not trying to be Gunter Steiner. <laughs> Basically, he respects him and, uh, you know, he's going to do things a different way. Nobody, nobody can be Gunter. That guy was that guy was a one of a kind guy. Hopefully he's still he'll land some other job in F1. I'm sure hopefully, you know, the uh, the TV camera will still follow him around. Obviously, this, you know, coming season of Drive to Survive will have. Uh, all of him from this past 2023 season so we still get one more full season of the show at least uh with him as as team principal hey and maybe we'll get kind of the backstory of why right preston saying preston <laughs> time Jeske could help him catch red bull uh, not much yeah. help hiding the rocket though <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one yep he, yeah. uh, hey they really they really figured something out over there until they got caught <laughs> that's that's what happens when you're again fueling with all in all right if you're trying to get the edge on everybody um, but yeah, that's going to be interesting to see this play out because we know that Haas was, you know, they had their struggles and they were up and they were down and then they were just, you could see the frustration on Gunther's face just about every single race when something went wrong over there. And, and, you know, Gene is a very, very forgiving guy, but you know, he wants, he wants to, win. to win. He wants to win bad. And if you're not getting it done, he's, he's not afraid to move on. So, and. It's not been a lot of bright spots for him. I mean, Cole Custer, they won the title, you know, the Xfinity title this past season, but his NASCAR team's been a little rough lately. His F1 team's been so-so. So uh, he wants to make some changes and, and get some things done and can't blame him for that. Nope. And I'm sure that he'll, Gunther will land on his feet somewhere. There's a lot of folks that are probably wanting him to be somewhere in their camp. So be very, very curious to see where he ends up landing in the end. So, all right, let's talk some win totals, shall we? Let's do that. But as always, let me tell you about DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, is bringing you an offer that'll help make the playoffs electrifying. If you are a new customer, you can bet five bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. As we know, the NFL playoffs are about to kick off here in a couple of days. My 49ers are back in action, thank God. Uh, but around the league, let's take a look at what you got to bet on here over DraftKings. You got Houston Texans right now that are nine and a half point underdogs to the Baltimore Ravens. The Packers, nine and a half point favor or underdogs rather to my Niners. Holy cow, if they were favorites, I'd probably protest. Uh, Buccaneers, six and a half point underdogs to the Lions. And the Chiefs, two and a half point underdogs to the Bills. All the road teams are all underdogs. That's kind of curious. But uh, make sure you get down over there on DraftKings and find your favorite line and bet on it. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code SGP. New customers, you bet 5 bucks, you get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 186 hours after issuance. cdkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Yes, sir. So like we said, there are, of course, odds on championship uh, standings. So really, who places higher? Doesn't matter if it's one position or 10 positions. It's who places higher than the next when the cookie crumbles uh, at the end of the season. Just so you are kind of aware of, uh, of what happened last season, some guy named Max Verstappen uh, brought home the entire, uh, the entire series, right? He, he won... 
every single race and won the points. Okay, every single race, but 19 of them. That's a hell of a lot of races. Uh, 575 points, followed by Perez, Hamilton, uh, Alonzo, Leclerc, Norris, Sainz, Russell, Piastri, Stroll, Gasly, Ocon, Albon, Sonoda, Botas, Hulkenberg, Ricardo, Joe Guanyu, Magnussen, and Liam Lawson. Actually, was the 20th driver, Sergeant, and Nick DeVries, um, were there as well, but obviously neither one of them ran full seasons. But that was your standings. Obviously, we'll go through them as we go through them again. But, you know, kind of not a lot of surprises up top, right? I mean, we knew that Max was probably going to run away with it. And uh, the really the big fight was for second place um, because, of course, we knew that uh, Sergio was kind of trying to hold off probably both Mercedes and uh, uh, Aston Martin there at the end, too, for second place. So, uh, yeah, again, uh, maybe Alonzo was kind of a bigger surprise because nobody really expected him to jump up into the top five, but there he was. So, yeah, I mean, this season's going to be very interesting. We were When we talk about the race uh, totals, uh, it was it was sort of us kind of conceding the fact that Max was going to be champion again, I guess, until you knock him off, right? But where does that put you as far as win totals? And then if more people are going to win races next season, like we're kind of hoping for, well, that sort of does shuffle up the standings because that gives you more points. Race wins equal points. And if more people are going to win races, then more points can be awarded elsewhere. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then the theme that you mentioned earlier that we noticed, so every matchup is is only teammates versus each other, which, you know, and we'll, we'll get into it, but when you're going to pair Max Verstappen up with anyone, well, surprise, he's minus 2,500 on his side of things. So, uh, you know, I don't want to be too critical of the books because we're always begging for more, and, and they've given us this, and we're grateful for it. But maybe match Checo up against somebody else because it would seem to make more sense to bet on him against someone else. But that's okay. We'll still go through all these, obviously. I think they've got every team matched up on here, too. So be interesting conversations. There is some interesting numbers. Obviously, minus 2,500 on one side of things. You're not going to bet that, but there are a lot that are closer. You get some some plus 110, some minus 140s, um, and, and you're getting some other bigger numbers. I mean, some plus 300, some plus 400, stuff that might even be worth taking a little look at um, you know, going into the season. So it's going to be a lot of fun to talk about. Yeah, and I think last year we didn't have championship head-to-heads, did we? This is our first year with championship head-to-heads, so I'm okay with that. Yeah, and I, I don't – I was trying to remember last year what all we had. I don't remember if we had these. I know we didn't have as many off-season F1 shows last year. Glad we were kind of keeping up with that this year, and we've got opportunities. And shout-out to the books because they are giving us plenty of different things that we're able to talk about. We've got a few more episodes we can do with with different things they're offering. So that is nice. But, uh, yeah, I don't remember having this market last season. Yeah. So uh, thank you. Great start. Let's mix things now, up next now let's time. let's tweak it and, yeah. and match up across across teams. <laughs> okay. So let's let's start then. Let's go ahead and just take a dive because I want to I talk about the first one before. Uh, and, and I'm going to talk about this one that you just brought up before we go to break because this will be a good conversation to have. And then we'll dive into the ones that are actually a little bit closer. So you talked about it. Verstappen and Perez are are locked in battle here for the season. You you gave out the line minus 2,500 for Max Verstappen to finish better than Sergio Perez. But here's the thing, Cody. Perez is at 12 to 1. So we know that people can stay on top of their game for a considerable amount of time if nobody challenges them, correct? 
And so sometimes, though, when you're pushing as hard as you are, accidents happen. Something happens. Is I know you're shaking your head, Cody, but this is three <laughs> years in a row now. I mean, how much it's longer? About, it's about to be four years in a row. I You think? Okay. At 12 to 1, I mean, a case could be made like, hey, maybe the Red Bulls are... It's it's the same car, right? And in, in theory, they're very similar, and they're going to be close. We know Max is obviously much more talented. I mean, he doubled uh, just about. Uh, did he double him? He didn't double him, but he got well. Did he double? I him? think he did double him. It was he five. It was five seventy five yeah. to two eighty five. To two eighty five. Um, so, uh, <laughs> I'm not that good at math quickly, but it's close to doubling at least. Uh, Checo from last season. I mean, I just don't see. Again, we talked about it in the, you know the the win totals episode and and even in the championship odds episode of how how Max could slip and he could run into a cold streak and they could have problems and but do you really think I mean I don't know a twelve to one that's a nice underdog right and and what's his his odds to win the championship Checos are twenty five so I mean you could take this and then if if Red Bull just comes out and it's completely flat but is that really going to happen? I don't think so. And if they are, Max is still going to be the better of the two. So I'd rather take, you know, one of the other longer shots to win the championship in hopes of Max has a down season. But even if Max has a down season, obviously unlikely, like we've mentioned, but is Checo going to have a so much better season where he actually outpoints him? Just find that really, really hard to believe. So I just, I don't think it's worth it. Obviously, you can't lay minus 2,500 on the, the Max side. Um, but I really don't know that a twelve to one bet on on Checo. I think you could spend that money elsewhere. I mean, yes, but comma like putting it on max minus twenty five hundred. Well, exactly. I just basically having them hold your money for you. Yeah, just just hang on to this for <laughs> like a here, second. I want this back in November. It's a good Christmas plan, right? It's a yeah, Christmas plan. you just give it to them, and then you know you want to me right it. before Christmas, and and it's fine. Uh, no, but I mean the only the only reason that I even pause at all on this this. 12 plus 1200 is the longest they're the longest odds on anybody on this entire rest of the slate so to me i wonder you know again and it, and it's not that but i'm it's thinking the team that, with the biggest difference right yeah it, so that's it why i mean because it, it really it is that big of it and that's not checo's fault i mean checo's a great driver right but max is just that next elite and that's why i wish we had you know checo versus um, like Lando, I mean, Lando's higher than him in the, in the championship odds. Right. So give me a, a Checo versus Lando head to head. And we could like, why are you even offering max at minus 2,500 put Lando in there, put Leclerc in there, put whoever else in there. And let's have the conversation with more bettable odds. Uh, it just, it, it gets frustrating in that, in that case. So I, I know DraftKings doesn't have these up yet. Hopefully our guy, Lair Den, is uh, listening to this, uh, taking notes <laughs> on what to give us, and we can come back and do another episode of this. That's beautiful, too. I would love, if nothing else, when DraftKings pops out there and all of a sudden we get a Checo versus Lando. <laughs> then we'll know if he's really paying attention to us. You want a virtual <laughs> hug? You get a virtual hug there, buddy, because I, I we, will, we will give you lavish virtual hugs on this show for that. Um, so, okay. But like I said, if, if you really just truly believe that luck will end up running out and you want, you want some insurance, if it does a lot of luck, (laughs) it is a lot of luck, but hell man, people have cashed a lot longer. So, um, I'm just saying I would not fault you 
if you decided to try to just bank that this is the year that uh, that Max runs into something and, and doesn't uh, doesn't point very well. So not to say that it's going to happen because I honestly believe that it won't. But <laughs> yeah, OK. Yeah, I'm just conversation saying. can be had. I'm just saying. And we are having it. So uh, That's what we're here for. <laughs> but I tell you what, Cody, listen, all of those bets that we're talking about right now. Oh, not DraftKings. We can use cut to make those bets. We can actually place official cut bets on Lando versus Perez. We can make any bet we want, as a matter of fact, because Cut is a peer-to-peer social betting platform that's U.S.-based and available in 40 states. Peer-to-peer social betting is new and better way to bet. You can bet directly against your friends or other users on sports, politics, pop cultures, or anything else with verifiable outcomes. You want to bet on the upcoming awards season? You can totally do that against your friends. You want to bet on, I don't know, The Bachelor or something else that you want to bet on. Survivor's coming up here in a little while. Any of those reality-type shows where somebody gets voted off, you want to bet on that, you can totally bet on that. All you got to do is just use Cut. They offer the lowest VIG. They've got fully customizable odds, which, like I said, you can create your own bets. Plus, Cut handles the payment side of things, so you never have to chase anyone down for the money. That means you can bet anywhere across the country because Cut handles everything right in its app. Plus, you get social features like group chats, betting leaderboards, head-to-head history, user profiles, fan groups, and more. You get rewards also, cash back every single time you bet against your friends or other users. Reminder that Cut is the peer-to-peer social betting platform that's U.S.-based and legal in 40 states. Head to Cut.com, that's K-U-T-T.com, and use promo code SGPN for a 10% deposit bonus you know we love us some underdog fantasy here on this show underdog's been gracious enough to give us not just nascar but f1 all season long and they're going to do it again for you this coming season so find a way to play alongside your favorite fantasy player and all season long nfl nba nhl college basketball college football nascar f1 simply pick higher or lower on your favorite players fantasy stats and cash in Always watch along, make your picks, maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. And when you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog's going to double your first deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. Well, now that we got the easy one out of the way, (laughs) I suppose, which didn't turn out to be quite so easy after all. Uh, let's go to one that's a little bit tighter on the schedule here, and let's go to uh, Pierre Gasly and Esteban Ocon uh, over there in their camp. Uh, listen, this one was, I think, a, a lot tighter than we thought it was going to be. Uh, they finished one place uh, between each other, Gasly getting the best of Ocon, Gasly finishing 11, Ocon finishing night. That Alpine team... We won a lot of money off of those guys in top 10s and points finished and sometimes even top sixes. So we know that they're fully capable of both doing well. Um, Gasly, each, both of them have one podium uh, between the two of them this season. And the uh, average finish for Pierre Gasly was 10.7, Esteban Ocon 11.9. So you want to talk about just Alpine being close in not just the track week after week, but just close overall. So the question is, which one is going to be the better this year? And, and is this something that you want to go? Because Gasly, minus 140 for this 
and Ocon plus 110. So, yeah, I mean, very close. <laughs> Four points. It doesn't get a lot closer than that for for the driver standings. Gasly got the got the better of them this past season. Minus 140. Would you want to lay that? I think there is some value in plus 110 on Ocon. Um, Gasly, you know, he's he's kind of the the guy you lean towards first, right? And and he seems to kind of be more of their lead guy. But four points, it is a really close thing. You go back and you look at the 2022 standings. Ocon, I mean, he finished in eighth place in the driver standings in 2022. Um, had a very solid run in the Alpine. So I think that it's possible um, for him to better Gasly. Uh, I'm not saying it's a guaranteed thing by any means, but I think at plus 110, there's definitely a little bit of value there, being as it's almost a coin toss. Four points is just about as close as you can get, really. So, um, again, yeah, I think minus 140 is is too much to lay on Gasly uh, as far as the price goes, um, even though he's kind of the guy that jumps to mind right away. But looking back, you know, stepping back, looking at the big picture, they're not really that far off. That's, you know, only one, two, three races where, you you know, you're just shifting a little bit and, and it goes in Ocon's favor. So I think you got to take the Ocon side of this at plus 110. You want to talk about the one, two, three races. I mean, in the British Grand Prix, an oil leak knocked Ocon out uh, and he finished, uh, what was it, 13th or 20th in that race. He dead last. Uh, a crash took him out of the Hungarian ring. Steering. and I, Okay, so the crashes I'll take out because the crashes, that's sometimes that's a crash. But oil leak took him out of the, the uh, British Grand Prix. The Italian Grand Prix, a steering issue took him out. He finished 19th in that one. Gearbox took him out of the Marina Bay circuit one, so and he finished uh, 18th in that one. Those are three that very easily could have been a finish for him if a mechanical error wouldn't have taken him out. Yeah, it's, man, mechanical errors and and wrecks seem to just plague in wrong place, wrong time a lot of the times. Um, and you know we were in on double Alpine points finishes quite a bit last season, so we felt that uh, when when he wasn't quite getting it done. But yeah, I think that you know those are good examples of you know, a couple of points here or there. He's on the other side of this. So I, I think if you're going to take this one, the plus money side is the way to go. Yeah, I agree. And even in Bahrain, right, to start the season off, he started ninth and an unknown issue took him out and he finished 18th. So, you know, a, another promising start kind of dwindled away because of an unknown error. So, yeah, I mean, I like it too. I like the plus money side of this. I just think Ocon is, has been one of those guys that if he can just keep out of trouble, if he can just find his way to the finish, more often than not, he's going to finish well. Um, and, and that 11.9 place finish could have been a little bit better with a better finish in any one of those races. So Nick Fortune popping in to say, hello, gentlemen, doing the great work that we do. Go 49ers. Yes, sir. Go 49ers. I'm ready for this. There you go. You guys in your, in your 49ers looking looking solid this weekend. You, what did you say? Nine and a half points in the, nine and a half in the draft. Points, that's read, scary. So. I, don't, I don't like that Ooh, nine and a half points. This, oh. Man, it's all about the favorites on week two. It is. Except actually. the Kansas City game. Go back, Kansas City. Uh, okay. Oh, wait, I think it's gross, too, but it's the only thing that's less gross than Buffalo. That's actually, <laughs> you are factually correct on that one. Um, all right, let's take a look at the Haas drivers. The newly departed Gunther will uh, depart, but his Haas drivers will continue on. We've got Kevin Magnuson taking on Nico Hulkenberg in this one. Magnuson is at plus 190. Hulkenberg at 240. Look at where they were at last year. Uh, Hulkenberg was 16. Magnuson was 19. Uh, three places between them. Hulkenberg had 
uh, what was it, 10 points? <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, nine points. Uh, Magnuson had three points, championship points-wise. So the question is, now that Haas is beginning to, uh, I guess, take on its new image, what does that mean for the team? I, I guess because that didn't come out when we were talking about the championship total, uh, the championship uh, crown total, right? So we're kind of working off new information here. I don't think the team takes a gigantic step up, but I will say that as we watched Magnuson and Hulkenberg last year, it was just a matter of who finished the race, honestly. And and more than that, like I don't know if you could really pick between the two week in and week out. So this one's tough. 240 is a lot to lay uh, on, on Magnuson. But then again... It's not as if, you know, Hulkenberg has been, his average finish, Hulkenberg, 14.5, Magnuson, 15.6. It's it's not it's not enough for me to want to bet either side of this, honestly. All right, this one's for me is a fairly easy Kevin Magnuson. It's plus 190, so you're getting a, a solid price on it. You go back to 2022, he did score 25 points for Haas that season, finishes 13th in the, in the Drivers' Championship. Now, Hulkenberg wasn't full-time that year. Uh, I think he did was – looks like he ran a couple races for Aston Martin, but he wasn't one of their main drivers, so he didn't score any points. But uh, I think it just shows you the that uh, Magnuson can score some points. Obviously, neither one did real well when it came to, to points this past season with Magnuson only having three and, uh, and Hulkenberg only having nine. It's not a ton. But it seemed to me like there was many races where Hulkenberg, you know, comes out and qualifies well. Oh, he's starting third. He's starting second. He's kind of up near the front. And then this problem or that problem. And they just couldn't quite get things together. Um, as Preston pointed out a little bit ago, Money Graham's coming on board this season. That sponsorship money should help him out a lot um, and maybe pushes him forward a little bit. I think that you just line these two drivers up next to each other. Is Hulkenberg. Uh, you know, minus what is it? Minus two forty? Is he minus two forty better than than Kevin Magnuson? I don't think so. And I, and I think that Magnuson, he's had his ups and downs, but he's been a guy I've turned to a few times to to bet on, and and there's spots where you can get in on him, and he's had some impressive runs here. Obviously, these guys are kind of both veterans at this point, um, but I don't think that Holkenberg should be that much of a favorite in this matchup. And I kind of like the Magnuson side of things. Again, you're only talking. I mean nine points is, is the most that one of them scored last season. That's only a couple of, of finishes again, like we were talking about, um, you know, with, with the Ocon and, and uh, Gasly thing a few minutes ago. It's not that big of a difference. So I think the Magnuson side of this, a plus 190, this is one of those opportunities where you're getting a little bit of a bigger number. Plus 190s is decent in a just a head-to-head. He's only got to beat one guy. It's his teammate. Again, similar, similar uh, cars, similar rides, everything. And there's not really a 1A guy or a guy that's like, oh, this is their their big guy for the future, nothing like that. They're just the two guys that are in those rides right now. So Magnuson starts off with a points finisher too early in the season. The attention kind of swings to him. They put it behind him for the rest of the season, and you can easily be cashing this plus 190. I don't think it seems a little bit mispriced to me. I think it shouldn't be so lopsided. So, uh, yeah, this is a pretty easy Magnuson. Go ahead and bet it for me. Yeah, if I'm if I'm gonna lean in a direction, it would be toward the plus money. Magnuson five DNFs last season. Uh, Hulkenberg only had two, but you know one of those or two of those for uh, for Magnuson were kind of unforced errors. It was a power unit in Monte Carlo. 
and uh, engine problem in Silverstone. So, I mean, I don't know. It just neither one of them excite me for the most part. I feel like you well, can win more money. Well, they only scored eleven, what, twelve points last season. So. Between the two, yeah, yeah it's, between the two, so it shouldn't excite you too much. But I do think that they're just—it's too big of a gap. It shouldn't be. I don't know. It shouldn't be that far off. I don't think. Yeah. I mean, again, it's just, it's just a matter of, do you want to tie it up? I feel like we could win more money on either one of them on a solid points day uh, later on in the season, if not early For on sure. in the season. So. And it just, it just seems like Magnuson's more the guy like randomly he scores a podium over a Hulkenberg, right? It's, yeah. It seems so much easier to picture him. And if he does that it might be enough for him to just beat him for the whole season because they're going to be so close in the points anyways. Yeah. I mean, again, I bet we could get a, a double points finish at plus two something uh, and you could cash that bet in the first week rather than wait a whole almost year for plus 190 to hit so uh all right we got more to get to but i also want to tell you about hall of fame bets win bigger by betting smarter this nfl season with hall of fame bets the sports betting analytics platform for parlays player props and game lines research every nfl nba and soccer bet with historical stats and data you can enter any parlay idea into hall of fame bets revolutionary parlay optimizer tool you're going to get hit rates broken down by leg as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value stop betting in the dark join over 30,000 users researching with hall of fame bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays download the hall of fame bets app or visit hofbets.com use code sgpn to get 50 percent off of your first month today start researching start winning with hall of fame bets we're in a heated battle between all the other shows here on the network as far as merch store is concerned we are trying to move the most merch so between us between the nascar gambling podcast i think what we should try to do is get the bosses to sort of put it all together in one and just call it the Racing Gambling Podcast. But uh, use promo code PLAYOFFS in that merch store. Snag you some of the greatest Racing Gambling Podcast merch that's out there. You see a hoodie. You got the coffee mug. You got the hat. There's so much to choose from. There's shirts. Uh, it's just, again... And you can also buy other stuff, but make sure that you they know that you came straight from the F1 Gambling Podcast or the NASCAR Gambling Podcast, so we get credit for it, because we get a big bonus at the end of the month if we move the most merch. All the other stores are fantastic, all the other shows rather are fantastic, but you know that we're the best and that we deserve that bonus, so buy the, all the merch you can, use promo code PLAYOFFS, you're going to get 15% off all month long. That coffee mug is going to look really good with you in the morning drinking all that coffee or that hoodie is going to look fantastic as well so make sure you grab all that use promo code playoffs help the brothers out the hell was that somebody it is uh it is all lumped in under the racing gambling in the store so i think we do get credit for uh for it all anyways good good well that's what i'm talking about so that's what we need to do uh make sure you go over there and buy everything and anything you can use that promo code uh there's some great stuff. I can't wait. I still need to use. Uh, I still need to go and get my stuff. So I, I'm waiting for that. Oh, mine's mine's in the mail. I got a nice hoodie coming. Got a nice hat coming. Can't wait. I'm definitely gonna get a hoodie. I just need to make sure I get something else. Hoodies, hoodies, a must. Especially as fucking cold as it's been lately. I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Oh yeah. You're you're 40 degrees. Shit. We had <laughs> we had like 22 today. I got my shorts out. Had a pina colada in the backyard. It was great. I love it. Uh, all right, let's talk about uh, the next matchup here where we've got Alexander Albon versus Logan Sargent. We've got Albon in this one, and rightfully so, I suppose, minus 600 
uh, as the favorite over Logan Sargent. The Williams Racing Team just, I mean, this one's no contest, sure. Uh, but, man, minus 600 to plus 425. Kind of touched on where they were last year where uh, it was Albon as the 13th place driver with 27 points. And then Logan Sargent was 21st, got one point out of the whole season. Is there a conversation to be had? Liam Lawson ran like a third of a season and, and outpointed. Uh, Sargent, it is great to have an American driver. Uh, but I, I mean, it would have to be a, a seemingly large leap. Like, uh, granted, you know, the, the cars aren't super great in the Williams camp, but, but Albon still managed to score 27. I mean, that's more than both the Haas's combined. Uh, it's not like he had that bad of a season. Now, if it was something where Albon had only scored nine points or something like that, and, and, you know, you could make an argument that Sargent improves a little bit this season and, and scores a few points, but. Is he going to be able to score 27 points to match an Albon? I just don't see that coming. Does he only get two this season or one? He only got one this past season. Does he, you know, get more than that? You hope so, right? Have we seen enough to really make you believe that's going to happen? I don't know. I mean, you compare him to, to an Oscar Piastri, and I get that Piastri's in better equipment, but Piastri did a lot more with what he's given. I just don't see it. I mean, Sargent just so consistently near the back. Uh, that I think that that Albon still has the big advantage. Obviously, at, at minus six hundred, the books think that too. I don't think plus four twenty five is a big enough number to to speculate that that Sargent's going to be that much better. Do we get some improvement? You really hope so, and and you would love to see it, but I don't think it's going to be that much of an improvement. Yeah, and when you just look at the points finishes too for for Albon, um, he had a points finish at uh, Montreal in Canada. He had one at the British Grand Prix. He had one at the Dutch Grand Prix, the Italian Grand Prix in Austin, in Mexico City. Like he was pointing pretty well and pretty consistently in in some of those races, and it was looking pretty good. One point out of a points finish in Marina Bay, and again, if we were and when we were going through the season, we were talking about points finishes. We were looking at Al, at Albon as a points finisher more often than not, right? We were we were trying to make a case for him to be in the points, so. We yeah, he's a guy you can for... bet on throughout the season to get points finishes. Mm -hmm. Did we bring Sargent up for a points finish? We might have once early in the season with like an American, you know, they're in Miami, maybe he'll get it done. But outside of that, like he wasn't really getting close to points. He had the one, but he wasn't getting close to them on a week-to-week -week basis where Albon's kind of always in the conversation to be near the points. Um, and I think that, it's, again, it's just plus 425 is, it's a big number, but it's just not worth it. I don't think you can even make a strong enough case to put Sargent above him. Yeah, and again, I mean, it was just Bahrain was a 12th place finish. Just, just I mean, you know, as close to it being outside of the points as you can be. 13th in uh, Spielberg, 11th at the British Grand Prix, 13th at Monza, uh, 10th in Austin. That was his one points finish. And then uh, the 11th place finish at Interlagos. So, I mean, again, it's, yeah, but you're not laying 600 on this one, so there's so just no pass. way. <laughs> yeah, there's, this one's a no bet. And it's frustrating because this one I would have rather had like an Albon versus Ocon, you know? Yeah. That, that yeah, would have been again, a good like, one. Yeah, these two guys just, I, I get it, it's the same equipment and they're coming out of the same stable, but they're really, and, and your number even shows they're not really a true matchup. It's not a true head-to-head. -head. He's minus 600. So, yeah, again, you know, 
matchup sergeant with uh, Zhou Guan Yu or with Kevin Magnuson, who he finished around near the points last season, right? And then we can have a conversation. Maybe he does, you know, outperform one of those guys. And it's a smaller number, but it's a more even matchup. This one, it's just, it's just, you, you can't even really make a case for it. I, it's, it's a decent number, but not for what you're getting. I just, I, I want nothing to do with it. Indeed. Uh, all right. Well, let's get on to one that could be a little more. Do you want a piece of that? And that is the uh, Alpha Taris of Daniel Ricardo and Yuki Sonoda. Oh, Daniel Ricardo yeah. minus one forty to win this matchup over Yuki Sonoda, who is at plus one ten. You know that Cody loves him some Daniel Ricardo, <laughs> but Yuki Sonoda is not somebody that you can take lightly. I think that's why this number is as tight as it is, because if you look at the standings, uh, Yuki Sonoda was in 14th, Daniel Ricardo in 17th, but Daniel Ricardo only ran seven right. races it's last missed, year. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is, uh, I love Yuki and, and he does. Okay. But how do you not take Daniel in this? I, I don't even mind laying the 140 on this. It's, a bigger number than you'd like to lay, but this is easily a Ricardo, right? Uh, Ricardo is just a much more talented guy. He and Yuki's been doing a great job, and it's great to see him back for another season. But eh, come on, I mean, in seven races, that's uh, that's all that Ricardo ran was seven races. That was it. Dang, it felt like he man, I, he did miss a lot of the time, and and I guess so. Yeah, and he was only twenty one points behind him, or not even. He was only eleven points behind Sonoda. And you, you know, if you there's what twenty, we're up to twenty three races yeah, 23 now, twenty two, yeah. yeah. Well, so you spread that season. out over an additional, you know, fifteen, sixteen races, whatever it is. I think that Ricardo can can easily pass Sonoda. So I don't even mind laying the minus one forty on this. Um, I yeah, I you know I love Ricardo, but I think that we're gonna see a solid season from him. Yeah. And hey, you never know. Checo's not performing well. Daniel gets thrown into the Red Bull. Watch out, Rob. Oof, man, could you imagine that? That'd I tried crazy. calling that last year; it didn't work. I know you did. Well, but maybe I'm a year. Maybe I'm a year late on the prediction. Well, I was gonna say Ricardo was the reserve driver for Red Bull until he yeah. moved over to to the old uh, lower bulls. Well, and it's still, yeah. I mean, and they're in the same house, and we've seen them switch guys from AlphaTauri into uh, into Red Bull before. So Checo's underperforming. Watch out. The junior varsity. I think Checo's in a con. Checo's in a contract year too, so a lot of pressure so, yeah. on him. Yeah. The junior varsity rule, uh, Red Bull team. Um, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, but, you know, if you look at even just what they did last season. So, in seven races, Ricardo had an average finish of 12.7. He was only one position away from his average start, which was 13.7. Um, and for Yuki Sonoda, it was 13.6 over the course of his 22 races. But literally, his start position was 13.8. So, he was on, he was starting where he, or finishing where he was starting uh, for most of the season. And... For Ricardo, an average finish of 12.7, I think that would have only improved uh, had he been able to race all of the races because, again, you saw how talented he was. And for Sonoda, it was you know just outside of the points, just outside of the points, a points finish, just outside of the points, just outside of the points. It was kind of frustrating for that. So yeah, definitely something to work on. Preston coming in saying Alpha are working in the same building as Red Bull now. Yep, at least more than before. McLaren CEO talked about it in the team's livery launch, but expect them to further up the grid at least. That's what they're hoping yeah, for. Yeah, and I think, I mean, it's kind of been a topic of conversation that Red Bull is going to put more into the AlphaTauri team. Um, I believe Horner's mentioned they're going to spend up to the the cap this year, which I don't think is something they've done in the past. Yeah, like, you, like Preston mentioned, McLaren CEO was talking about it. 
I think that that Alpha Tori does kind of take the next step, and and that'll be great for Sonoda as well. But if you give Ricardo a little bit of a better thing, I think he's going to be able to take advantage of it more. And I think that that even furthers the point of just get in on Ricardo. And I think this could be one that you kind of look back at the end of the season and you think, wow, it's silly that that was only minus 140 because you hit it so easily that you didn't even sweat it out. Yeah. And again, this will be a full, hopefully a full season for Ricardo and that we can definitely. Yeah. And I mean, injuries are just something you can't predict and and it happens, but I think that coming off of an injury and, and, you know, having it where if you just glance at the standings, he was worse in the standings. And I think that that gives you the opportunity to capitalize and you're getting better value because he didn't have that full season. You didn't get to see the full picture of what he could have done. And, and you know, only seven races to get comfortable with the team. If he has the full season to put it together Uh, again, I think all of that just goes towards helping the Ricardo side. Indeed. Uh, All right. Well then let's move on to another one. That's probably not going to be much of a conversation. And that's the Aston Martin camp. Fernando Alonso and okay, Lance next. Stroll. Yeah, right. So you're not betting this one at all. There's no conversation to be had here. Yeah. Fernando Alonso minus 900 to Lance Stroll's 600. Fernando Alonso, as we talked about, finished fourth in the points. Uh, Stroll finished 10th in the points. Stroll had 74 points. Not bad when we're talking about all these other guys with like nine or, or three or whatever. But Fernando right. had 206. He had eight podium finishes, did Alonso. Uh, he led three laps in the whole thing. His average finish was 6.6, whereas you look at Lance Stroll, average finish of 11.2. Um, again, he didn't, uh, He, I don't think he had, he had two, uh, I'm sorry, no podiums last season for Lance Stroll, the Canadian driver. So you're not betting it, but. Uh, no, it's not even really worth talking about too much. I mean, if you really want to be like, oh, Alonzo just hits, uh, you know, falls off the age cliff or something and, and Stroll hits the next gear but it's just so unlikely. I mean, these guys, this is another one where it's not even really a true matchup. It just seems like they're coming out of different stables. You, you can't even really look at them as the same team most of the time because it's like, uh, you know, you want to talk about, oh, Mercedes is good and Ferrari's good, and it's like, well, Aston Martin has Alonso, <laughs> but you don't really lump Stroll in there as one of those. So it's kind of like the power teams and then Alonso and, you know, not Aston Martin included in there just because uh alonzo is so much better so i think it's really we've probably talked about it for too long at this point you just don't bet on this yep but if you do want to give me a cut bet i will take a cut bet on alonzo versus one of these next two drivers and that's the ferrari camp shaw leclerc carlos signs minus 220 wouldn't that be so much better of a are we just not do we are we just not putting in any work and we're just like okay lump all the teammates in throw it in the calculator okay here you go Like, put some effort in this and be like, wow, what a great matchup it would be to have Alonzo versus Sainz or Alonzo versus Leclerc. Like, (sighs) it's okay. We could just make our own. So, somebody want to cut bet me one of those? I will take, uh, let's take Alonzo and Sainz. That's what I'll take. Alonzo's going back. Preston says, Mission 33, Alonzo looking for a race win, Stroll looking for a Sunday drive. That's That's really what it looks like out there. It's pretty accurate. Yeah. Uh, I agree. Uh, but all right, let's 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 go to the Ferrari. Shaw Leclerc minus 220. Carlos Sainz plus 180. Uh, Leclerc got the better of the two last season. Leclerc finished in fifth with 206 points. Sainz seventh with 200 points. That's that's a pretty damn close uh, right there. A couple of, of positions uh, separating the two. And Leclerc even had five DNFs last season still. 
whereas Signs only had three. Um, and one of those, of course, was the last of the of the season. So it makes me wonder, had he been able to finish every race, Carlos Signs, would he have been able to overtake his teammate for the position there in, in the finals? And at plus 180, I, I feel like it's worth speculating because, look, we both know that these guys are both good. But it feels like sometimes Shaw Leclerc with his five DNFs, right? And just, I mean, he only had six podium finishes last year where he was, you know, on the pole. Uh, what was it? Uh, how many poles did he have? One, two, three, four poles, five poles last year. And, and a, a couple of front row starts. And he was only able to turn them into six podium finishes. Like, that's how frustrating of a season it was for Leclerc last year. So uh, it just makes me wonder... I don't know. I mean, I feel like signs at plus one eighty is worth uh, worth speculation, but it doesn't yeah, feel good. Is, this is definitely worth looking at, and and even maybe throwing some shackles on because if you look at it in name value only, like Leclerc is is the he's the main guy over there, right? He's the he's the top driver, and and you look at it and you're like, oh, this is easily Leclerc. But you go back and you look, and and last season only six points separated them. You go back to 2022, and and Leclerc really got the better of him, and he was. You know the guy who was who was competing with Max, right? And and uh, Leclerc definitely has the higher ceiling, I think, of the two. And as Preston said, what I'm about to get to here, Signs beat Leclerc in 2021, the first Ferrari season. You go back to 2020, 2020, um, and Signs in the McLaren Renault team beat uh, Checo or beat Leclerc in a Ferrari that year too. So if you go back over the last three seasons. Signs has beat him two of the three, or the last four seasons. Signs has beat him two of the four and was within six points in the other one. At plus 180, uh, again, ceiling-wise, if Leclerc comes out and really does what he truly can do, I think he's got the higher ceiling than Signs does, but Signs won a race last year, right? Uh, Leclerc did not win a race last year, so... It's not like they're uh, just a huge gap between them. These two Ferraris are are close, and Ferrari likes to get in their own way. So if you luck out and, and Sainz gets in his way less than Leclerc gets in his own way, right? Then, I mean, only six points this last season. He's beat him a couple of other times. I think that it's definitely worth taking a look at Sainz on the plus 180 side. Again, ceiling-wise, if Leclerc shows up to his full potential of what he can be, I do think it's a higher ceiling than Sainz has. But I don't think that they're this again this far off where it should be plus one eighty to minus two twenty. I would definitely consider taking the science side of this. And of course, when you listen to the radio chatter between these guys, I mean, they're always trying to jockey for the preferential treatment between the two. You know, Leclerc saying, "Hey, yep. man, you got to tell Carlos to let me do this," and Carlos is like, "Hey, tell Shaw to let me do this." And so, I guess it's just a matter of who wins the tug of war, and and honestly, who is in a position where they don't have to worry about the other and and I think you know signs is is more of a I'm gonna try to stay out of trouble type of a guy than Leclerc because Leclerc you know when he's in the front row and he's jockeying for position with Max he tends to to make those mistakes right he tends to try to overdrive the car or just not let the race come to him he tries to push it right away which listen if you're racing Max Verstappen I get it you want to hurry up and get in the lead try to keep it there but by the same token, like a lot of times, that's also uh, that's also one of the reasons why I think Leclerc gets into the problems that he gets in is because he does try to push it a little bit more. 
Preston also yeah, signed, and, yeah, signs Preston is the one to question Ferrari's yeah. strategy and to change it more to his liking than Leclerc. Yeah, Signs is also in a contract year, so very good point. Yeah, yeah, I think those are great points. Signs maybe showing up, trying to show out, and he does question the the you know he's not afraid to challenge them when it comes to the strategy and maybe balance out Ferrari's horrible decision making at points. So I think you know of of the ones we've talked about. This might be the one that you like. Well, Daniel Ricardo, of course, but that's at minus one forty. This one, at least, you're getting plus money. I do think it's definitely worth a, a solid, strong look at. I'll tell you, it's it's one of the closer, more interesting ones than than the rest of them for sure. I Absolutely, mean, I, yeah. You know, I know. Yeah, this is a true. It. I mean, really, this is probably the one that's of all the teammates that really is the closest, right? Where these guys really are that close together. Only six points this past season, and. Not six points where you know one had nine and one had three, but six points where they were both up in in you know the top seven with two hundred plus points. So, um, yeah, I think that this is a, this is actually a truly good matchup uh, between teammates, and and I think getting the plus money side that big uh, is, is worth it. Indeed, let's turn our attention to the uh, race one team formerly known as Alfa Romeo, who is now the A one steak sauce F one <laughs> team by Alfa Romeo. Brought to you by Colonel Must. I don't know, whatever they are now. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. We know what they are. Uh, that was very close. I think you nailed it. I think I did. I think I got it. Uh, but again, this is not even a conversation. Valtteri Botas, Joe Guanyu. Botas, minus 450. Uh, Joe Guanyu at plus 350 to win this matchup. And uh, Are you sure it's not a conversation? Well, no? I don't know. Joe, Joe finished with six points last season. Botas finished with 10 Botas finished fifteenth. Guan Yu finished eighteenth. It just, I don't. Plus three fifty for four points. Yeah, but at what point did you believe that Joe Guan Yu? I mean, Joe had an average finish of fourteenth, uh, and and then so did uh, Valtteri. They both had average finishes of fourteenth. So it was just a matter of who pointed more. But we know Botas's pedigree. We know Botas is a much more, you know. Preston, Preston saying sorry for spamming the chat. No, nobody. you're not. You're not spamming. That's why this is why we're trying to go live, and this is what we do with the NASCAR. That's what we want is the interaction. Keep it coming. And again, as we've talked about before, we're in NASCAR. I mean, I would consider myself an expert on what goes on in NASCAR and the history. And with F1, it's we're still learning. I mean, we're pretty deep into it at this point, but we don't know everything. And and. Again, even if on the NASCAR side or this side, people can bring up good points or point out good statistics. You know, I was looking at the previous points finishes, but had I not been, and you brought up the signs, you know, beat Leclerc in 2021, like that's a great nugget to have. So not spamming at all. Keep keep it going. We love it. We do do, 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 do. Um, all right. <laughs> we do, do. What? We do, 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 do. <laughs> Justin saying nothing better than people talking in the chat. I know yes. these guys definitely love it. So, yep, you're, um, you're exactly right. I do think. I mean, again, I'm not going to run to the book and and just lay a huge bet on this, but a plus three fifty when they're only a couple of points difference. I know Botas has the history. I, I know he's got it, but Joe Guan Yu is he's had him points where he kind of impresses a little bit, um, you know, and and I don't think it's completely out of the conversation that. At that big of a number, when they're that close together, um, and, and I wanted to look back. Oh, I lost my tab here, of course. But what did we? What was it like in 2022? Well, I, I'll add this while you're looking it up. Preston saying in the if you like Joe, wait until after the first few races where Botas scored points, uh, namely Bahrain, and you got Joe at plus 490. 
uh, didn't come home, but plus EV. And and honestly, that's a good point right there, too. Obviously, if you yeah. wait a little bit, maybe that number drops. But here's the thing, too. If you want to do it now as well, uh, the thing I can make is that Joe is a young driver, right? Whereas Botas is definitely... I mean, Botas has 10 wins in the series, but Joe is a very young driver, and maybe he does take a step up this year and, and drives a little bit better than his equipment. And, and maybe Botas maybe kind of out the door a little bit and kind of riding around just to to finish it out. So I don't know. But at plus 350, I'll tell you right now, this is one of those bets where this is actually closer of a conversation than to take the 12 to 1 on Sergio Perez to beat Max Verstappen. This one could actually happen. The Sergio one, you would need acts of God all over the place to happen. This one could actually happen on the track. So, Yeah, exactly. I I think that, again, I I wouldn't throw a ton on it, but... If you want to have some, sometimes you just got to get a little invested in the futures market. You like to have some things. This is a bigger number that's not ridiculously, you know, it's not even a minus 140 on Ricardo. Like, you're getting a solid number. When they were fairly close last season, obviously Bottas should be the the favorite guy, and he's kind of the lead guy over there. But I don't think it's completely out of the question that Zoe kind of takes the next step and, and ends up in the conversation. Indeed. Uh, all right, let's move on to another one, which I think is going to take a little bit of a conversation to have, and that's Mercedes. We got Lewis Hamilton oh, against George oh, Russell. Yeah. Lewis at minus two twenty or two seventy five rather, and George at plus two twenty. I think you just take the George side of this because you just know. how do you not? Yeah. I, I mean, again, we love Lewis, and uh, he's one of the greatest to ever do it, if not the greatest. Well. Max might have something to say about that in the near future, but uh, you go back to just two seasons ago and and Russell, thirty five more points than than Hamilton did. Now I know that that fell off this past season, and and Russell had gone from you know finishing top six in every race but two to having a pretty rough season last year. But I'm just going to attribute that to the brakes just weren't falling his way. I think that that balance is back. Again, we don't really see Lewis lighting the world on fire, winning a bunch of races. Uh, Lewis is still going to be the guy at Mercedes because he's Lewis, but Russell is the future and, and he's a good younger talent and they really like him and he's shown a lot of promise. He got that win a couple of seasons ago. Uh, I think that it's going to be a balance in between the great 2022 season he had and, and the letdown he had last season. But this number again should not be this far apart. Uh, I mean, I don't think that that Hamilton is you're o- over 400 point swing here in where you've got Hamilton at minus 275 and Russell at plus 220. This is definitely the Russell side. And and I think that, you know, as we've, I hadn't looked at this one yet, but now we're probably to my favorite one of, of all of these. I think this is the one you take because this is another one much like Ferrari where these guys truly are almost a head to head toss up of their seasons are going to be close. And I know that, that Lewis got better of them and outpointed them a decent amount last season, but Russell it's, yeah, and Preston again coming up. Do we remember 2022 when it wasn't even close? He he, yeah, he was leading and running second in the Australian GP before the power unit. He may win again before Lewis. Lewis might be done winning. We've talked about that. We might not see it again. And Russell is not. We're going to see Russell win more. Mercedes is not going to be on the downturn very long. They're going to keep it going. They just re-signed Toto for another extension to stay as as the principal. Things are going to be fine. Russell's been learning from Lewis. Who better to learn from over these few seasons? Again, rough parts last season, but yeah, this is 
actually one I might run to the table and bet on because I do like this one a lot. So this is the Russell plus 220. I think, again, out of all of these, uh, I think if you're going to bet on one, if, if you're only picking one, this is the one to get on at, at plus 220 for Russell. So looking at last season for Lewis Hamilton, his average start, 6.1, average finish, 6.2. But here's the thing. Russell was not starting that far behind him. It was average start of 6.4 for Russell, average finish of 8.1. But even still, the finishes were not that far off. We're talking two positions average, on average, of course, which, uh, again, equals out to that that little bit of a gap in points between them. But I, like you said, I mean, I, I feel like Russell's better days are ahead of him, whereas Lewis Hamilton, is he still one of the world's greatest race car drivers? Of course. You can't even take that away from Lewis Hamilton. But as with everybody that's good, their days go and and they no longer have the same star power as they used to have. Ask Max Verstappen, you know, ask George Russell, Tom, like Tom Brady. Tom Brady. If, if Father him. Time can catch Tom Brady. Father Time can catch anyone. I mean, it's and Lewis isn't done and he's going to continue to have good seasons and and we hope to see him in, you know, at the top of the podium again. But Russell's just got the better upside at this point and it really is a true toss-up between these two. And Russell might not beat Lewis in the season long, but at this number, it's definitely worth betting on. Absolutely worth betting on. Uh, all right, last but certainly not least, we turn to the McLaren, those sexy McLaren cars that we saw yeah. in our Discord channel. Uh, we got Lando Norris versus Oscar Piastri. Lando is at minus 333 to win this pairing, whereas Oscar Piastri at plus 260. We talked a little bit about this in our win total episode and how high we think we are on both of these guys. Um, last season, it was Norris that got the sixth place finish in the points, but Piastri not too far behind in ninth place. Piastri had 97 points. Lando Norris had 205. It was seven podiums for Lando, two for Piastri. Um, an average finish for Piastri of 10.9, and Lando had an I'm sorry, yeah, Lando had an eighth place finish uh, average on last season this McLaren team got put up with the big boys every time that we were talking about winners without it, it was you know always Red Bull Mercedes Ferrari then it was Red Bull Mercedes Ferrari Aston Martin then it was Red Bull Mercedes Ferrari Aston Martin McLaren so that just shows you the power of that McLaren team and those two drivers now the question is do we think that is going to be Lando continuing on his hot streak, or do we think Piastri can make a, a run at Lando this season? This is a good shot, a good chance to call your shot if you want to call it. I know that Lando has been impressive. I know he's been the top dog there. Oscar is so fucking talented. Uh, guys like Christian Horner have you know commented on how he could be the next Max Verstappen, and I think Red Bull kicked themselves a little bit for not trying to get in on him. Can you imagine Austria and, and Max and Red Bull? They'd be completely unstoppable. It'd be insane. But uh man, I I you gotta throw some on Piastri here. Plus 260. Again, the cars are going to be similar enough. Lando's the veteran guy. He's been around, but Piastri's the young up-and-coming guy. He's got that rookie season out of his way. Is this where he really takes that big giant step forward? You can't put it past him. Lando's being talked about with the big dogs. Max is the, the championship favorite. Lewis is second and Lando is third. But man, I oh, I love Oscar so much. And I, I think at some point, Oscar is the guy that challenges Max. And 
I'm not saying that that's going to be this year because I don't think it's going to be this year yet, but at some point, he's the guy that maybe dethrones him or he's the guy that takes it to the wire and doesn't let Max win the championship five races into the season, right? And if you think he maybe starts taking that step this season, oh, this is a juicy one. Again, I, I think I would I'd bet Russell first, but uh, Piastri might be the second guy I would bet in these. I think Lando's going to have a great season, but you can't ignore how just so talented Piastri is. And for our NASCAR listeners, you know, they don't follow F1 as much. Like this is a Ty Gibbs type of guy for me where he is a very, very talented young driver. He's coming in in solid equipment. He's got that rookie season under his belt. Time to take the reins off and let these guys go now. I think Ty Gibbs is going to have a huge season. I think Oscar Piastri is going to have a huge season. So I would take him uh, in this head-to-head against Lando. And honestly, again, this is one of I'm. Are you surprised? I guess the question is: Are you surprised that this is at minus three three thirty three for Lando? I mean, I know, you know, it's. Uh, I think that again, and if you just if these guys were the same number, you're probably going to take Lando, obviously, right? He's he's the favorite for a reason, and I and I don't want to make. I want to make sure that that's stated. Like it really is value because you're getting Piastri at a at a good number at plus two sixty. So that factors in a lot. Um, but yeah, I mean, and Preston again, making a great team. He's a great point here. Says McLaren, my team, I think Lando has the edge now, but Oscar's only going to get better with race management. And don't forget Ricardo and Piastri have won in McLaren before, uh, you know, before Norris has Norris still hasn't won. So I, I think that again, it's going to be, and ah, man, I hope that we get good numbers on Piastri early in the season, because it's going to be a guy that I'm targeting for for whatever it is top sixes points finish whatever we can get good numbers on him for it's going to be like ty gibbs where you're going to love getting in on these bets early and eventually you're going to look back and say whoa can you believe we ever had the opportunity to bet max for stappen against his teammate at plus mo- i mean oscar piastri against his teammate at plus money right it's it, it has the potential to look like that down the road so i think this is a great opportunity very very uh big on Piastri this season I wish I wish we had like a top five top three championship finish bet because oh I would love to get in on on Piastri um and yeah Preston Piastri won F3 and F2 in his first two seasons coming up uh did Gibbs win trucks or even yeah Gibbs just skipped trucks he went straight to Xfinity Xfinity. um he's reversed me where he's tighter to F1 with NASCAR but a good comparison yeah, Gibbs just skipped Xfinity or trucks, but he went straight into Xfinity, won his first career race, and then won the you know won the first championship that he ran for. So I think there's a lot of comparisons because Piastri has one F three, he's one F two, he's coming up, he's he's got such a future. I'm so excited to watch him, and we get to see it right from the start. We get to watch his career grow and progress. So I love betting on him. So I, th- I think biggest takeaways out of all this, Russell must have Piastri is next on my list. Indeed. Uh, all right. Well, that will wrap it up. That that does it. All the head-to-heads are now uh, in the books. Hopefully, we gave you some good insight. Hopefully, we gave you some good stuff to jump in on now. Uh, and just like Preston had said earlier, you know, sometimes if you want to wait on some of these guys, you can wait because there'll be an opportunity for the teammates to point early in the season. And, and if they continue to give us these odds, you could probably find a better number as they go on. So keep an eye open for that as well. Cody, happy 50, buddy. I, I'm yeah. telling you, happy 50th uh, episode. Preston says so, too. He says, great show, guys. Happy 50. Thank you. Thanks for, again, commenting along. We appreciate it. If you're listening on the podcast in the future here, 
um, we're talking to you in the future. Wow, it's so crazy. Uh, but go go subscribe to the. We just have it on the NASCAR Gambling Podcast feed for now. We don't have our own feed for F1, but go subscribe over there. Click the bell. Start doing some more of these lives so you can interact as well. And we can kind of get get everybody's takes and thoughts as we as we go live. So uh, yeah, thanks Preston for joining. Thanks Old Fashioned Football for joining. She throws up the the whiskey glass emoji. Oh man, so excited for racing. 17 days until NASCAR is on the track. F1 is shortly behind them. Cannot wait. Oh, let's go. Yep. I'm telling you right now, this is a, an exciting part of the year because all the speculation will be over soon and we will be able to start watching these guys go on the track. So, all right, let's bid adieu to everybody today uh, and we'll send everybody on their way and, and start placing these bets. But until we do, Cody, let everybody know where they can find you on social media. Yep, follow me on the X at House underscore Z. Find all my work over there. Got a cool casino piece, some best casinos across America, little casino road trip, something different. It was a lot of fun to, to research that. Go check that out. Give it a read. Give it a click. Helps me out. Appreciate it. Um, and then, yeah, go buy some merch. Got a lot of fun merch over there. I guess there's. I was looking during one of the breaks. Nothing F1 specific at this time because uh, copyright stuff. But <laughs> there is racing, gambling stuff in there. So go check it out. Load up. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back later this evening with some NASCAR stuff. So uh, join us in a bit. Indeed. Yeah, keep the uh, bell locked because we're going to be having NASCAR uh, coming up soon. And, yeah, in the meantime, follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Link in the bottom everything i got going on, whether it's here, Sportsbook Review, In Between Media, uh, you know, your, your local corner holding up a sign that says watch NASCAR and bet on it, whatever. I'm, I'm there. Uh, but until then, we will uh, see you guys. We got some more to talk about, I'm sure. There's, In fact, listen. Between you guys and me, we're going to announce this live. We're doing some Formula E odds. So if you want some Formula E odds, we're coming back with that sooner rather than later. So keep it locked. We've got plenty of racing to cover. So in the meantime, let's go racing and let it ride. <laughs>